Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real life experiences from the mouths of legit working class people. Hiya! Hey up! I'm Selena. And I'm um, just a couple of Paulasses doing a podcast. Hey up! It's Tuesday night! Live in your ears. Well, not really, because you're probably going to listen to it on maybe Saturday when I've had time to edit. <laughs> but here we are. It's Paul Ass. Hi, Selena. Hi. Uh, what have you had for your tea? Um, I've just had a veggie green curry. Oops. And I'm, I was going to put a Murray mint in, but I had a glass of juice. <laughs> so, But I wish I had put a Murray mint in now, so... I feel like I've mentioned Moriments a lot recently. I am not sponsored by Moriments. Well, so. we need to make them send us some stuff for free, like Yorkshire Tea did. Yeah, I'll have some free Moriments. They're not that cheap, you know. Say it a few more times and we can um, DM them on Twitter again and hassle them. That's Murray Mints. <laughs> for those at what the back. Have to, what have you had for your tea? So I had the second round of that absolutely oh, yeah. ridiculous shepherd's pie that I made. Nice. That cheese topping. Oh. Mate, it was like Ooh. 60% topping, 40% bits at the bottom of actual if, things that are good for you, uh, and then like a, just a drowning of gravy on top. I, I think if you'd mic'd up that um, cheese bubbling, that would be some like top-notch ASMR. Mate, it was like full porn. Do you know what I was like? I'm going to have to video pouring this amount of gravy on this. <laughs> Got some right bloody replies. It were like sexting. Um, speaking of food... We've got a, a serious issue to address. Um, oh, yeah. It's the issue of the Arga oven. So I don't know if anyone, everyone listening knows what an Arga is. Um, to me, it was just always a bit of a, like, you know you're posh when you've got an Arga. It's like a big fancy oven that doesn't work like a normal oven. Um, but apparently some people in the world get upset by that. And some people don't even know what an agar is. Dividing so, the nation. Yeah. I feel like it's a a tricky subject to address. Um, you know, for this oven that's very expensive and it then is also expensive to run. And it doesn't you know, you don't I was like, you don't get your frozen pizza and you get, you know, your gas mark or your electric you don't get your agarite on the back. I don't know how it works, but how am I, mean, I supposed to know how to cut my pizza? I literally, I, the, the only reason I know what an agar is, is because of watching Location, 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 because <laughs> everybody buzzes off when there's an agar. But I have no idea how, how they work, or aren't they like on all the time or something? I think, yeah, that's why. But they how? Cost a lot to run. I don't oh. know. I, I'm sure someone will tell us the truth about agars and we shouldn't be misspreading rumours about them. But yeah, just, you know, spare, spare a thought for... The Arga. <laughs> the poor, misunderstood, misrepresented Arga. Um, yes. But also, for more context on that, you should already be following Holly Cassio, but if you're not, go follow Holly um, and find out, find the comic about working from home and, and watching people on their, uh, people's backgrounds on Zoom, and then you'll know what we're talking about. But yeah, Arga Gate, that was a fun chat <laughs> over the past few weeks. So yeah, food. Today's theme is food. And I feel like this is the equivalent of like going viral for DIY culture and podcast this week <laughs> because I've never in my life seen so much activity on any of our feeds uh, than when we just said, oh, we're going to do a food thing. 
and then everybody just went absolutely apeshit. <laughs> so we totally should have done this before, but then imagine if we'd done this as a zine. It cost about tenner to print the bugger because it would be that thick with everybody's comments. It'd be a book. We have been saying for like pretty much, I feel like since day one, since before we even made Paul last, we were like, we'll write about food or we'll talk about food. Yeah. So it's a long time coming, but I didn't really know. I just thought we'd be buzzing off it. I don't think everyone else would be like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Finally, food. <laughs> We've been waiting eight years. <laughs> it's just amazing as well that it is eight years. Like people have legit been asking us to do a food issue or it, like even before we had a podcast, we just never did it. So that's it now. We're listening to people. We're just gonna have to, just gonna have to stop like just doing whatever the fuck we want and actually listen to people. But yeah, so it's here the the the, the food episode. Yes, mate. So to kick food episode off, we thought we'd start with the one that we've touched on before in other episodes, mostly when we, you know, start every episode off, start every episode off asking what everyone's had for tea. And it always leads to this is own brand versus brand. Where do you sit on the fence? So we've had lots of interesting responses to that. Pretty much, I'd say about 50-50, would you? Yeah, because, well, I feel like maybe like even like three, two or three podcasts ago we were talking about this. I don't even know why. I think because we talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, and it, it is, like I think, like I said, then it's one of them where I'm like, you know, if you've got a buy own brand, buy own brand. But if you want, you want to buy branded, buy brand. You know, I'm the first. It's like that thing, you know, when someone slags off your family because you slag them off. But then as soon as they do it, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say you could uh, yeah, out of order. agree with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, do you do you. And then if somebody comes up and starts saying, oh, you know, someone pulls a Jamie Oliver, shall we say, and he's like, why have you got a flat screen TV and you're eating cheese and whatever out of fucking styrofoam pots? I'm like, whoa, mate, do what I want with my money. So I'm, I'm torn myself. I think I'm a 50-50 own brand versus branded buyer, actually. Wild. I'm 100% brand. If there's a branded option, pretty much guaranteed to, to get it, and I don't care. Like, And what what middle-class people always seem to have a problem with every single time is, like you just said, people always want to make a comment because I will deliberately spend money on the brand. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, It might mean that if I've got 25 quid or 30 quid for a food shop, I end up with like half the amount of items than someone else has got. But I just don't give a fuck, mate. And don't make a comment. I just love a brand. I'm not gonna go back to a time where I just had some, like, shit soup that or shit beans. Beans are the worst. I cannot have cheap beans in my life. Once you've had... Watery them, beans. Exactly. Once you've had shit tin stuff and you're older, you're like, do you know what? Nah. That's not... There's no room in my life for that. And one other thing with that is, and I know somebody commented on this as well, is when you used to get them like mixed vegetables in a tin and you'd get like green beans, peas and sweet corn and carrots and you'd get like them, ugh, they were like yellow peas and they were oh, hard. Don't. Oh. I oh, think later man. on I'm going to reel off things in tins I love and things in tins I still hate. So I'm going to say that. <laughs> That's like my list of tins. tins. <laughs> but I think we said it before, you know, like you don't want to open your cupboard sometimes. Like I was saying, it's a privilege that now I can buy branded. But you know, when you open your cupboard, everything's in a white packet. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? It's boring, isn't it? You want to see a bit of colour? I know I do. Yeah, see a bit sure. of variety in my cupboard. Yeah, and it's that whole, like, you should just be buying the most tasteless things because that's how I value. You know, when, like you say, we middle class people are like, you should be buying own brand then. It's like, I feel like I'm only good enough for own brand or, or budget brand. Yeah. And that's when I get annoyed. Yeah, Mike, you can fuck off if you think I'm having that shit bloody tomato soup, which is basically water with a bit of red in it. Nope. Heinz all day. The the thing is, though, as well, is like you just can make a choice about where you get your brand stuff from. Like, for example, B&M. Does they B&M? like um, Heron. They always have 50% extra free on Yorkshire tea bags, B&M. Getting yeah. twice for your money, do you know what I mean? So you've got to know where to go and get your brand stuff. B&M's the absolute ledge at the moment and, like, Heron Foods and stuff like that. Mm. But that was it. And even when we were kids, like, them freezer shops, they used to just, like, what were it? There were farm foods and then one's just called freezer shop. They were one of them in Donny. Um, <laughs> but they had all brand stuff as well. And sometimes, like, Heron and that would have corn. I don't mean when I was a kid kid because, you know, I mean, like, hey. a fair few years back, but not that long. Yeah, corn and Linda McCartney sausage rolls I found are cheapest at farm foods. Yeah. FYI. But I know some people don't go in a freezer shop. But yeah, <laughs> there is some things I do buy, Brandon. Somebody else said this. Warburton's crumpets. I am a crumpet snob. Yeah. Right. Like, serve me an own brand crumpet that's not even fully cooked and I'll not be happy. Even, you know, like this come out of all them novelty shapes, you know, like ghosts and bunnies. And I'm, I love a novelty, but I'm like, mm, it's not... It's they're not, just not too good. soft. They don't have that nice, like you want that crisp, crisp. With the yeah. Mm. Uh, tea. I like a. I buy a branded tea. Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea all day. In case, <laughs> so you know, um, crisps though, because obviously you know I love crisps. Um, I'm, I buy all brands of crisps. Depends how I'm feeling. Own brand sometimes. You know, I've done like a, a review of Pom Bears in my latest crispy. You know, like own brand Pom Bears in there. Leo the Lion or whatever. I was going to say, what are they called? Because that's the best one. They just rip got, it off. Yeah, they've all got like stupid names like that. But yeah, you know, crisps, I think, are, I've, I've not got a full brand loyalty. Obviously, Walkers, I do buy mostly. But shout out to Seabrooks. Um, but, you know, it just depends on what I want. Do you know, um, speaking of like, giving silly names for stuff when they're trying to rip it off. Like, <laughs> I remember when... Puffins. <laughs> just, or, like, they're just, like... The best The best people to do it is Aldi. And um, I remember when Aldi opened and I was just obsessed with, like, all the different silly names. So when they did this spread called Butter, dot, 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 or is it, question mark. <laughs> yeah, that was the good one. And then they had a version of Guess Who, the game... And it was called Who's It? With like loads of O's and then a question mark. Who's It? <laughs> I was watching um, the other one, the comedy show the other day. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, it's got some funny bits because it's like this middle class posh family find out when their dad's dead that there's a a poor working class family. And then there's one bit where she's like, oh, have you got a wagon wheel, Shah? I've got, I think she's like, I've got a cartwheel. It's like a wagon wheel. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> Bloody cartwheel. Yeah, 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 I love it. I love, like, a known brand version and the puffin is a penguin. That's always one of my favourites. It's, it's like a puffin bar. Like, you still call it penguin, don't you? 
Well, yeah, the, like, I thought it's just like masquerading in plain sight, just sailing so <laughs> close to a cease and desist, but not, not quite. I'd still like, I'd still like laughing at them, but I'm never going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe who's it? Because the pictures were fucking funny, but other than that. No, nothing else. But yeah, I think, yeah, for me, it's certain things I buy branded and then other things, not even a case of, sometimes it is because it's cheaper, but often I'm just like, I prefer that. Like with biscuits, sometimes I prefer, like the best biscuits for me, like Hills, you know, if you want a digestive cream or an orange cream or a coconut cream or a strawberry cream, you know, not a custard cream, one of the others. <laughs> and you the get cream like five, you know, pound for a pack of five from farm foods. I'm like, should I be getting McVitie's? No, because these are way nicer. So, you know, just depends. Depends on what I'm fancying. I'll tell you another one. Frey Bentos pies, right? So, Frey Bentos pies, obviously, like, if you want to add one, just go and get one. And you haven't even got an excuse anymore because they do veggie and vegan ones. So, everyone's everyone's welcome at Frey Bentos. <laughs> um, but the, the, like, crust on the top, it's just insane. It's like this weird film of like squishy, I don't know how to explain it, like silky squishy dreams and then a big crust on the top that rises loads in the oven. And um, it was the only thing that, like when I was a kid, we pretty much just would cook. We didn't have anything fresh in our house. I didn't even try certain fruits until like fucking 2009 and I'm not even joking. Like, I first tried an orange in 2009. And I remember the years because we did Sister Spit and everyone took the piss. But that's the first time I ate an orange. Anyway, so everything in our house was, like, from the freezer or from a tin, basically. And I, I remember Frey Bentos is the only thing that was Gas Mark 8. And then it was really frightening because... Uh, yeah, it was, like, yeah, proper... Like top, top Gas Mark, nearly. Mate, it was oh, Gas Mark 8 and it was, like, 25 minutes. And you had to be really careful because it, like, grew loads. You know, like, that scene on... Scary movie when she, like, the fake Drew Barrymore does the popcorn and it just, like, gets really, like, comedically massive. That's what it reminds me of. But um, certain brands, and I think it were Morrison's, maybe, have done, like, their own jarg versions of a Frey Bentos pie, so just, like, a pie in a tin. Oh, my God, like, why would you try and take on the absolute god of fucking amazing pies? (laughs) It just didn't rise at all and it'd be, like, this shit. Like, the top is the best bit. No one cares what goes inside it. It's all about that amazing crust. Just pack it in, do you know what I mean? Just leave the good <laughs> stuff to the, the top dogs. Stop trying to make it. It's not happening. <laughs> Fetch and also Frey Bentos pies. Gior. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you do you when it comes to brands. You do you. I'm not going to judge anyone. Unless you try and serve in me, like, an own brand crumpet with a a shit brand cup of tea, then I'll, then I'll judge you. Yeah, or like them 3P beans. <laughs> no. I think other things that people were saying... So, obviously, um, I've... Um, not obviously, but I made I made this story in uh, Grid Post and I, I was Googling, you know, all the classic 90s top-notch working-class favourite foods, you know, your Billy Bear am your crispy pancakes disclaimer i don't no i think i did have a, dis, a crispy pancake once uh, my mum won't let me buy once? it they were ridiculous and never eat them i think so she was like you're never gonna like it and i was like i will and you know when you get one you're like i don't like it <laughs> mate i ate so much that i stopped liking them <laughs> <laughs> um what else did i put on the picture some smiley faces 
and someone else. Cresta. Um, oh, yeah, a bit of Cresta. So I feel like, you know, it was that archetypal kind of frozen foods especially because, you know, they, they last longer. So that's why people tend to buy frozen food. Um, and a lot of people was, like, jogging on their memories, being like, yeah, I had this, I had that. Um, and I think for me it kind of made me realise there was only a few people that were like, oh, we cooked from scratch. And I always thought that made me not a bit a bit bougier because we cook from scratch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the only time... We did have... Not always cook from scratch, obviously. I mean, we, you know, I'm talking, like, maybe, like, twice a week. Um, and there was that time when we didn't have an oven or a fridge and all we had was a microwave. So we'd store our, everything outside. In winter, it was fine. In summer, the milk could just go off. And then we didn't have an oven for ages when we first moved into this house. So we had to microwave everything. And at the start, I loved fries to go. I was all over them. And then by oh, the end, fries I, to go. it just tastes like cardboard. Also a crinkle cut microchip. But then, I, you know, by the end, he's like, I just want something other than a fries to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was thinking about how different it is, judging, comparing like where you're from, where your parents are from, and like what you eat, even though you're all still working class. Yeah. Because, yeah, so it's like my mum grew up kind of partly on a farm in her early years. So she grew up like my granddad, when I used to go visit my grandparents, he'd always be baking bread. Um, my nan always baked. She always baked and then shoved loads of stuff in the freezer and just defrost it when we came round. You know, um, so, like, she cooked a lot from scratch because that's what she did growing up. Uh, she taught me to bake when I was, like, really young, um, I can't even remember. It was like proper, proper young. You know, I've been making a Victoria sandwich pretty much all my life. And then, like, <laughs> she's really snobby. My mum's proper snobby about baking now. She's just like, oh, did they bake? Did they use a packet mix? Oh, you've made it, have you? Is it a packet mix? I'm like, mum, mum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, I remember a time when you were fucking selling your bed to, to pay for food for us, but you're like, oh, was it a packet mix? Mm. Ooh, sauce, Ginny. <laughs> yeah, sauce. So, you know, she's a bit snobby. Um, so that, and then like on on my dad's side, obviously my my dad's from Jamaica, so like cooking is um, a big family thing. Like every weekend, my grandma would make Saturday soup probably on Saturday, and then Sunday they'd have chicken, rice, and peas. But then she'd have fusion food, so she'd throw in some Yorkshire puddings and some roast potatoes, you know, because she is living in England. Um, and then we'd have a side salad as well, you know, because it's what British people have. <laughs> side <laughs> salad? Oh my god, that is fusion. <laughs> Lettuce and sweet corn, mostly. That's the sound. Like iceberg lettuce and sweet corn. Gravy on your um, chicken, rice and peas. And then Yorkshire puddings and roast potatoes. <laughs> so it was a bit wild. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, so then my mum would go to Brown to my auntie's and learn how to cook, like, Caribbean dishes. So I feel like in terms of, like, a Sunday roast, I probably had chicken and rice more often on a Sunday than a Sunday roast. Because even though I didn't grow up with my dad, I'd either go to my grandma's or my mum would cook that. And it's weird that I always associate, like, I think about the... Obviously, I put those pictures, then I think about these meals. But for me, I've come from two very... um, Like, two families that both, like, cooking is quite a big thing. Yeah. Everyone in my dad's side pretty much cooks like my dad doesn't cook now I don't think he's even got an oven I think he's got like a weird you know those weird oven not ovens it's not a microwave <clears throat> but I think because he lives alone so he'll just go Weatherspoons for his tea a lot around to me aunties oh one of them ovens looks a bit like um like one of them grills that are in a takeaway 
where it's yeah kind of, yeah i know which one you mean it's like on top of the unit yeah so it's like you can't do much in them yeah but you can do yeah so i think he has a lot of ready meals but like he, he can cook i think he just doesn't because he lives alone yeah like you know he knows how to cook and stuff you know because like i said he my family brought up and they all they'd all come in and be cooking in the kitchen and stuff like that um but yeah i think my problem was and then there was like someone had said one of the things people have said is like what foods do you think were posh it's like things like hummus so you're like yeah hummus is dead posh like you didn't nobody had hummus to like you're in your 20s you know you left home um but then someone had said that how where their dad was from hummus was just something you had and their dad got it or made it for them and it was like a cheap meal which it is like essentially if you make hummus it's not it's not got overpriced ingredients in it um it's that weird thing of gentrifying food yeah so like there'll be lots of cultures and even though these especially a lot of kind of say like black and asian families that you know that my family didn't have money but they'd cut by loads of ingredients that were dirt cheap from like Maybe in the world foods out now, they're expensive. But if you go to like their local market, they're dirt cheap. So you're making all this food, <clears throat> but then it's kind of then repurposed and sold back to white people, by white people. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's really posh. So it's weird that then food, is that weird thing when you're not white that people see you eating something and they'll go, oh, what's that? That's a bit funny or a bit weird. Oh, you're a bit fancy. I've never seen that before. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of weird thing of like, Maybe I am posh. Like, am I posh? I'm not posh. I don't know. Am I? Because I'm eating this thing that other people haven't seen before. That pesky white lens. And also, yeah. um, avocado gate. That's a good example of it as well. That's a perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like an old episode would be have to be around avocado gate. But even like, <laughs> you know, how... I was thinking about this and how different foods have been kind of gentrified. And I feel like um, the kind of Caribbean food I grew up eating, that's still not that. I feel like that's still very much. A, you don't go to a fancy restaurant or even any restaurant and you'll be like, oh, what's this? I feel like planting's trying to have a bit of boom at the minute. But, you know, yard shops, like still small little takeaways run by family businesses. So it's weird that there'll be a time when possibly it will be like, oh, it's it's right fancy to have um, some ackee and saltfish. Oh, it's right fancy. But I feel like it's one of them that hasn't done that. So I can imagine if you come from, have a, like roots in a culture where somebody, have food that has been like bastardised and sold back, you are like, this is just a really cheap, easy meal that somebody in my family cooks all the time. And then people are like, oh my God, that's so fancy because you can buy a tiny bastardized version on a piece of slate for like 20 pounds in this restaurant do you know piece what I mean? of slate <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like particularly jamaican food hasn't had that yet you know used to it, it is very much a backstreet takeaway kind of cuisine within the uk you know there's some chains that are trying not but it's still like you're not doing very well um but yeah i think i had uh, yes yeah, so that was my point really kind of like how food can be like you're saying like the white lens is very different well yeah totally because you have that that ignorance of being white working class it's a very in particular you know um insular community of people who you know as we know 
we, we like to stay on the positive side of being working class on this podcast, but we also know, you know, a lot of the negative um, things about it in that people are scared of, of anything that they don't know, you know, and grandparents, parents still to this day saying things like, oh, I don't like any of that foreign food. You know, it's a very real thing that still happens. Is a real ignorance to do with, um, you know, wanting anything other than the menu at Weatherspoons. You know, my parents are like that and a lot of my extended family, they have discovered food through me and my brother, who, to be fair, everybody who knows me is like, bit rich, Ledge, like, you don't eat fucking anything. But to, to my parents, like, I'm like a, a wild, worldly eater. But the reality of it is, it's like, I still will just eat just a small, like, palette of food. And I think, I've read a lot about stuff um, as I got older and, and spoken to other people about it. And apparently there's this thing to do with if you don't give your kids certain foods within certain, like, years of their life, of, like, formative years or something, it's harder to get into stuff later. So things like textures that you're not used to or flavours that you're not used to. So... There is probably something there, but also I think there is an ignorance and it bothers me, like, it's embarrassing. Um, You know, we spoke before about how I was with someone and we went to um, Selfridges Food Hall and I was, like, buzzing for it. And then I got there and I realised, like, I basically just didn't know anything. And some of that is because, like, yeah, fancy foods, but also a lot of it is because I have no idea about world foods because I've got this stupid white lens you know, so it's something to consider as well. Um, and a lot of the things that, that people were commenting on about what we saw, what we thought was posh, like we'll touch on that a little later in the episode, but things like halloumi, you know, like loads of us, like white working class people's parents would be like, halloumi, what's that? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, even I, I'm like, olives are posh. Oh, olives, yeah. olives are still posh to me, but to someone somewhere, that's not posh. You yeah. know, that's just me being like, oh my god olives are so posh which is the same thing isn't it it's like it's yeah it is it is wild now because obviously you know i'm not i'm not trying to deny the fact that um i've grown up in a family that loves a beige buffet you know (laughs) i'm I'm still british (laughs) i'm still northern (laughs) but it's that weird thing of like and i know people spoke about you know taking like pat lunches to school and then Either they'll have fan- fancy stuff in it or it'll be branded stuff in it or it'll be, you know, stuff that's not food that their white parents would cook and they're like, what? And then instantly because it's something different to you, you're like, well, you, you, you're you different, therefore you must be like posh and fancy or something. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've definitely realised that as I've got older a lot more. Um, but even then I still... Yeah, it's still that weird thing that, you know, I've come to recognise that it is the way that things are get, get sold back to you. And food's definitely, you know, you I mean Jamie Oliver selling back his jerk rice. I've mentioned him again, but I can't, I can't not. Did we did we find out if it was him who did the rice and peas situation? No, I, you were so, I don't know who did that. So, yeah, when you say, like, rice and peas, I do laugh. People do love to send me a meme. Because, like, traditionally, like, Caribbean rice and peas is like rice that's been kind of soaked overnight in like cream coconut often kidney beans sometimes like black black eyed beans and pimento beans but often like kind of have some form of kidney bean it's like thyme and coconut and so it's really nice it's that kind of pink color <laughs> <So is> that <laughs> someone who's made like 
rice, just white rice with like some bird's eye petty croissant. <laughs> what is this? It is simply rice and peas <laughs> with nothing else on it. Which is weird because my favourite ever poor meal is rice, gravy and sweet corn. Oh, mate. That was like one that we used to cook a lot when we had no money in. And I, I mean, I've not had it for years, but in my mind, it tastes nice still. I think in your mind. Yeah. You know, like I think about it, I'm like, mm, it tastes so good. <laughs> I can't remember. I've not had it for like 20 odd years, but I'm like, mmm, tastes so good. So many of these foods and like loads of people commented as well. Things like the craft cheese stuff. Um, I tried that craft craft cheese again as an adult and I couldn't fucking finish it because it was disgusting. And there's certain things in your head that you think, oh, mate, that was so good. And it just didn't. It absolutely is not anymore. If you've had any kind of like, I don't know, branched out a little bit or maybe learned to cook stuff and you, you realise what real food tastes like and then you try and eat something that's like 99% plastic, you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> It is, but yeah, I think food's come on a long way since then as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's foods you can get now that you wouldn't even have dreamed of when you were a kid. True. Um, but um, I think thinking you were saying, like, you always thought fruit was posh. Oh, yeah. Well, and I feel like, why did I not? I'm like, I guess my mum grew up where in a place where she grew, like, fruits and vegetables. Like, she always tells a story about when she was picking potatoes. And then my dad grew up in a place where you just, like, go up a tree and grab a mango do you know what I mean yeah. so like they were readily available in both their childhood so yeah probably it's, some uh... stuff's posh still some fruit and veg is posh to me yeah if if you add certain vegetables as well but definitely fruit like if you had a packed lunchbox and you had fruit in it at school it were like what you've got fruit in your packed lunchbox that's <laughs> me I got I got a tangerine every Christmas or a satsuma in my stocking I bloody loved it <laughs> Got a packet so of cheese onion, and crisps, and a, and a and a tangerine in my stocking. You see, for us, it'd be like you know, uh, some like obviously paste, a paste sandwich oh, wow. of some okay. kind, beef paste, squashed bread in like one of them sandwich bags, and you've sat on your bag or whatever because <laughs> you're insistent on having a fucking boot bag instead of a proper bag, and you squash your sandwiches up, some crisps from a multi pack. And then we used to get them, um, do you know, like a pack of six, like chocolate mousses? Yeah. And they were own brand, to be fair, and they were decent. And um, that would be like my pack lunch <laughs> when I, I was like, Because I was, I was a bit fussy when I was a kid as well. Like, I've always really liked Caribbean food, but other foods I was a bit fussy about. Um, but so I was always, I was always on like pack lunch, even though, because my mum was a dinner lady as well at my first primary school. So I feel like that was back when dinner ladies actually like cooked and stuff. Yeah, so that's probably another reason why she cooked a lot. Um, but yeah, my favourite butty was what they call Blackpool milk rolls. You ever had that bread? A milk it's called roll. Blackpool. I feel like you need to have had it. Milk roll, yes, but not Blackpool. No, I think it used to be called Blackpool milk roll. Now it's just called milk rolls by Warburton's. But it's like really flat. It's round and it's flat, and that's why I think I liked it because I like I didn't like a lot of bread. So it's you know, you know, I was back in the day. I was like, it bloats me. I wasn't really thinking that. I just didn't like eating. <laughs> sandwiches um so i'd have that but then one time it got branded by the ninja turtles um oh, so i used to yeah. have my, my turtle bread with billy bear ham in the middle and i was loving life <laughs> loving life uh yeah and then like a penguin or a breakaway because i'm on like breakaway so i got them a lot do you know the other thing as well that i guess is not spoken about a lot is like when you're on free dinners which obviously me and you both were 
that having a packed lunch is like an added expense. So I had free school dinners the whole time. And then it'd be packed lunch only when we had like a school trip. Or do you know, like if we were going to Blackpool, for example, um, you know, we go in somewhere with like the family and whatever. Because when we were kids as well, you didn't stop at a bloody service station. Hell no. They would not take kids into a service station ever because you just want to buy all the stuff. Like stay in the car with that cooler box full of horrible squash sandwiches and like calypsos. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was saying as well, like last year, my cousin got married and um, I was one of the bridesmaids and we planned um, a weekend in Blackpool for a hen party of because it's the, the best place on earth. And on the way there, like when we were kids... It used to be this this thing where we'd be driving up there and the first person to spot the... the I was going to say the Eiffel Tower then. <laughs> the first person to spot the Blackpool Tower would get a shiny pound. And that's how it used to... We used to say it, a shiny pound. So every year, get the shiny pound and then we'd have like a cooler box. And it'd only been in one person's car and there was like three three of us, like three families spread across cars. And only, only one bloody car would have the cooler box. So we'd stop off somewhere, but absolutely not a service station because we couldn't have ideas like getting a bloody McDonald's or whatever. So, um, yeah, we'd all like pull over and have these squashed sandwiches and it'd be like salmon spread, beef spread. Do you know, like all the good shit. <laughs> but it reminded me. So anyway, when um, when we did the Hindu last year, we got this minibus and it were a proper disco bus, and the lassie were driving, it was a proper Donny legend. And um, so I got in my pocket a shiny pound, ready to tell everybody, and also um, got my mum and my auntie to make the exact sandwiches that we used to make, to like proper full butter white bread. Some of them cut the, cut the crust cut off, because <laughs> he's always one of them people who won't have the crust. And um, yeah, and got like the proper spreads. And they even did um, like orange cheese and salad cream ones as well. I was absolutely buzzing. But some of, some of our Nick's mates were like, what the fuck is this trick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a fucking shiny pound. I want to go to Costa. <laughs> Give me a pound. Where am I going to get with that? Nowhere. <laughs> I'll get somewhere in Blackpool. You take me to fucking KFC. I don't want no squash sandwich it is funny I think reading about school dinners I think in my first primary school I don't know if free school dinners existed I don't I don't, I don't know because I, I remember yeah so I had packed lunch but then I remember by the time we moved into my second primary school I think that was like peak poor for us as well so that's like when we were having all like literally no food and I remember being like I can't wait to go to school because I'm going to get a dinner <laughs> I'm going to get like a nice hot dinner for free but then in high school the, you, you got like it was like the value of wasn't it because at high school obviously you, you bought your dinners does everyone at school get free dinners no you pay for dinners don't you, yeah, I, feel you like pay, yeah. school, I feel like everyone at primary school got free dinners when i was there i don't know it's a long maybe time ago. primary yeah i think so maybe it's yeah, like primary, primary you just get them yeah um but yeah high school so obviously it wasn't just like a free dinner it was like a voucher for the cost of it was like one pound 20 or something shit, right and all it could afford you to get was chips and garlic bread or chips in a soup. So I never got any pudding. So I was always fuming. So you'd get there and I'd be like, oh, so I can literally get chips and... Like, you couldn't get a full meal. You couldn't get your pudding unless you subsidised and, like, added money on. But, yeah, I feel like I got uh, fuming by, by high school. I was like, this is not a free dinner. This is taking the piss now. You went to wrong school, you, because I got everything. <laughs> Did you? 
quite in Manchester. <laughs> no. Them city schools. Yeah, you want to go to shit towns, mate? We we got everything. <laughs> city schools charging me like loads of money to get my full full meal. But yeah. yeah. So I went back on packed lunches, but then I always ate it before dinner, so I was always hungry. Yeah, in like English and like first lesson. It were all about in um secondary school, like where it were a bit like um they made it out like a canteen, they brought out them big silver things on wheels into assembly hall. Um and it'd be like you go along and like oh, dinner ladies would be there, you know, do you want do you want shepherd's pie or whatever? But everything just had meat in the title. Like meat pie <laughs> some sort of mystery meat. Just meat. What meat is it? It's just meat. It's just a meat pie or I just remember them sausage rolls. And the closest thing I've ever got to tasting it, actually, is the vegan sausage rolls from uh, Pound Bakery, which it's, you know, it's controversial, but I prefer the Pound Bakery ones to... Plus you get two for a pound. Ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and they're way It's better. got a nice egg wash. Like, maybe, it's not, maybe it's not an egg wash, because they might be vegan, but I'm not sure. But it's like it looks like a nice egg wash. They've got a shine to them. They've yeah, got a shine. they're just obviously. so much beauty. And to me, that's... That's what they tasted like. It's probably because neither of them had any meat in them. Do you know what I mean? But that's what they tasted like. And speaking of, I had my first um, uh, vegan steak bake. I don't know why it took me so long. I mean, it didn't help that for the last few months there's been no Greg's Rex. Greg's has been shot. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I went on a walk on the weekend and Greg's is open. I was like, oh, yes, mate. And there were plenty, of course, of steak bakes. Oh, it bloody beaut. It's good. It's good. I was trying to think. Because I think as well when I went for my school dinners, it was at the time when for breakfast we'd have like like I love porridge, and like I was saying now I'm really bougie now because I have oat milk with my porridge, you know. So, Lovely. but back in the day when you couldn't afford milk, but you just had loads of porridge oats. My mum would make like porridge with water, and honestly, like and then there was that boom a few years ago. Everyone was eating porridge, and they're like, I'm, I make my porridge with water because it's healthier. And I'm like, you're lying, right? I was forced, forced, because we had no money to eat porridge made with water and it tastes like, you know, like, in all of the weather, like, gruel. That's what I imagine. <laughs> That's what it is, right? And I'm like, it tastes like wallpaper paste. So don't you come and tell me that you're eating bloody, you know, porridge with water for fun because it's healthier. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's some things where, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that by choice. What's wrong with you? you Life's too to short. Not be doing that. Why? Why would you? Why would you? Why would you do that to yourself? And speaking of like being veggie, um, the one thing, in fact, no, there's it's not one. There's probably several, and and the rest of them you could file under Ronald McDonald. But uh, the occasion where I will break veg, I've been vegetarian like as a blanket statement since I was fifteen, but. It's a blanket statement. It's a blanket statement. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm vegetarian, right? Yeah, yeah. But when I choose, because YOLO, like I've just said, life's too short, when I choose on my own terms to break veg, it'll be for something very sensational. And one of those things is, in our house, Fish Shop Friday was a big deal. And at one point, we had Fish Shop Thursday just because we couldn't wait till Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? Shop for Thursday. Anyway, that's sensible. Not as big queues. Yeah, exactly. And um, anyway, so the one of the big things that I will break veg for is a spam fritter, because it's just the fucking greatest thing in the world. And whenever I'm at home in Donny, and my mum and dad do fish shop, they'll get a spam fritter, and it's like 
I think it's just like an added special thing because do you know like you have to order it special when you go in you have to like shout off at counter don't you like oh, I'll have a spam fritter please yeah <laughs> front back at queue and you just know it's special and it's exciting and it just tastes like the most oh it's just like salty and dreamy yeah all day and I fully know that it's the worst thing a vegetarian can eat because like I said it's probably not even seen any meat so I'd be like like we said it's, it's that's not me <laughs> it's just like earlobes and shit but anyway um <laughs> it just tastes so good and it's just the best thing ever so yeah spam fritter all day oh don't know i was thinking i was thinking then about like we we were asking as well when if you go to like a restaurant or somewhere else like how do you know you suddenly think like oh this is a bit posh this isn't this isn't how i eat my food at home um <laughs> For me, it's when you go to someone's house and they first of all turn the telly off, you know, because they want to, they want to sit down and have a conversation. What? Uh, (laughs) We just shout at each other in this house. Um, Yeah, turn the telly off and then go to the table. But bearing in mind, it's not Christmas dinner. So (laughs) yeah, like you've got that thing, haven't you? Where some people will have a table, some people just straight up don't have a table. Yeah. And then you, some people do have your table, but you just simply never eat on it. So it might have the ironing on it, <laughs> might be like <laughs> piles of stuff on it. Yeah. Like we did not eat at the table unless it was Sunday dinner, and my granddad come round, or it was literally Christmas dinner. Otherwise, you you actually put something good on the telly, or you time your dinner for the telly before the days of recording. Like you would never turn the telly off to eat food. It's like an occasion to watch the thing and eat the food. That's why they invented TV trays. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think that for me was always like, you know, but I'm not talking about as a kid because I think I went around, as a kid, I used to go to friends' houses and sometimes they'd sit at the table. But I think, you know, that was because they were trying to impress you and also they probably <laughs> weren't enough room because there's an extra kid yeah. that's come around for tea. Um, but yeah, I definitely, as an adult, like in my 20s, I'd go to someone's house and they'd be like, Right, dinner's ready. Like, oh yeah, and then they get up, turn the telly off, and go and sit at the table. I'm like, oh my god, what what is going on? This is this is this is very different. Do you know, like, to be on the overshare area, I feel like we're we're with friends. Where are you on the wash your hands before you eat your tea? Um, I don't do that. I mean, I do now. It's the current climate. I wash my hands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very yeah. I feel like no, we never got told that. Do you know one of the things that I think... Is that a thing that people get told to do? Yeah. <laughs> I know I... my nephew does it because we were reading, realising that nursery get them into the habit of washing their hands before they eat and then after they eat. But I'm like, that's because he's a toddler and he's probably like mushed his hands everywhere <laughs> and he's going to eat with his hands. So, but yeah. yeah, it's... Do you know one of those things that we'll probably do an episode on that at some point, but that, that feeling of like being shamed for like being a scrubber. Do you know, like if you're working class, you're like a scruff or whatever? Yeah. And people like try and make out like that you're trash. Um, what, that's one of those things that like makes me feel really uncomfortable as an adult. Even though we openly talk about being working class and, and this stuff all the time. Um, it's totally a thing that people are like, right, go wash your hands. It's time for dinner. Like we never did that. Like I've talked before about that situation where my friend's mum said that I weren't allowed to go back round for tea because I didn't use my knife and fork properly and I didn't say please and thank you. But that's another thing, washing your hands. Um, we, we just we just never did that. And what about, like, 
and some people would just like say grace and stuff like that and like even not even religious families they would just do like a thing because I'm trying to think to like that. I don't even know like my grandma was super religious um you know little black Jesus on the mantle and across on every wall in between squeezed in between you know a very typical um Jamaican grandma house squeezed in between all the family photos but I don't even I feel like there was on an occasion when is only when everyone would have to like stand up and say a speech about someone for their birthday and then we talk about God but like I don't even think you know even they didn't because they had a table, but it was in the front room, you know, with, like, the best china and had a plastic coating. So yeah. the table was purely saved for occasions. Um, or you'd sit at your knee and stuff. But, yeah, I don't even think then they'd be like, say grace, even though she literally, like, like wanted to say grace 24-7. Do you know what I mean? Mate. <laughs> it's, it's like, eat. Just has to, it has to eat. We're here to eat, you know? <laughs> well... I think we talked about this as well before, but to me, if you were religious, you were posh. <laughs> that's like a thing. You're like, oh, you go to church. That's posh. I think, weirdly for me, I think if you were white and religious, that was posh. Yeah. But then if you, but then obviously because my um, Jamaican side of the family, mostly religious, I didn't, you weren't as posh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> why that to me is, it, yeah. But, again, I don't know. It's just the way you brought up, in it? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. But I see that very differently as well. That's a whole other topic about how I see, like, um, Christianity with my black family versus a white family. Yeah. <laughs> We're just coming out with even more episode ideas <laughs> as we go through it. should make notes. Yeah. Yeah, very, very different. Um, speaking of family, I think we've both got little anecdotes to do with food. So, um, like, the two that I wanted to share is when um, when an Aldi opened, like, right behind my mum's house on our estate, it was, like, a big deal. Nobody had even heard of Aldi before. Like, what's this? Oh, it's European. That's, like, a bit weird. Like, what's it going to be like? Do you know what I mean? And... Um, I remember, like, that's where I had my first taste of noodles. And I'd never had noodles before. And I must have been, I reckon, 10 or 11 when it opened. And I don't even know if I maybe tried them somewhere else or what, because I'm not really that bold. (laughs) But somehow, I used to get these noodles. And at the time, they were 4p. Um, And I remember being like, wow, like, this shop's amazing. Things are like 4p and 3p and stuff, which you'd just not seen before. And I got really into the chicken ramen noodles from there. And I'd pretty much just be having them with every meal. And, um, <laughs> noodles all the time. Just like constant noodles. To be fair, it's, it's pretty much still like that now and I'm 34 this week. Um, <laughs> and it's a running joke that all I eat is, is noodles. So, yeah, I got really into them. And at one point, I, as a side for my noodles, I'd have a baguette of garlic bread. <laughs> and I'd like dip them into the noodles. Anyway... Fusion food. Mate, absolute fusion. And I also had this yellow plastic bowl that was like my noodle bowl that I couldn't (laughs) have any other one. It was like the perfect size and shape. Anyway, so, and obviously at this point, no, I had never even like picked up a chopstick. It was very much fork in a right hand. Um, Loved a noodle. And then my mum once said to me, when she come back from work and I were having noodles again, 
one day I'll come back in here and you'll have turned into a bloody noodle. <laughs> fair, Cass, fair. Um, You're still not, though, even now. I know, it? And I've put in some serious graft. <laughs> <laughs> um, noodle graft. And then another one is, my granddad come round for his Sunday dinner. Every Sunday, pretty much. And um, it after my grandma died. And um, before she died... My grandma taught my mum how to make Yorkshire puddings from scratch so she could make them for my granddad because she was like, what's he going to do without his Yorkshires? <laughs> so she showed she showed my mum and he'd he come round every week for him and whenever he'd be having his Sunday dinner, he sat next to the door and it were there like when everybody had them sliding doors at the back and he'd slide door open and he'd take his shirt off and he'd, he'd have this white vest on because, you know, it's... If you're going to be sat, like, cramped into it... Because it's a tiny kitchen with one of them fold-out tables. And um, an oven had been on and everything, so it was boiling. So, it, you know, he'd be there in his vest. And he'd finish all his dinner. And then he'd hold his plate up and drink all the last bits of the gravy. And he'd have gravy all down his white vest. And um, then, he'd, then he'd lick it after he'd done it. He'd, like, lick the sides. And then he'd get his bread and butter and he'd clean it all up and mop all the rest of it up uh, with his bread and butter. And then he'd say... Hey, Kaz, you don't need to wash this plate now. I've cleaned it for you. And he'd say it every week, and it was still funny. Every single week. And my mum was still like, Tss, Dad. <laughs> Do you know what? I was thinking then, talking about grandparents, I like, I, I like all them shitty puddings that everyone hates, you know. So I love tapioca. Um, I know, rice pudding. I think a lot of people like rice pudding. Rice pudding's one of my favorites. You know, like the school puddings? Yeah semolina technically i prefer ground rice it's like slightly yellower um but all them kind of there's another one that's like tapioca i can't think what it is but yeah but i used to when we used to go and save my nana and granddad um I've, i was always because she always make, make me a cup of horlicks at bedtime so i was a bit fancy because i got a cup of horlicks and you know because i could push my luck because it wasn't my mum she'd be like what jump for breakfast I'm like can i have some semolina nan and she used to make me semolina for breakfast and i used to think that was like the height of posh and I'd put a big dollop of jam and some butter in my semolina I'd be like I'm so fancy I'm having a pudding for breakfast <laughs> and then I was like one day she'll get bored and be like no and she always always had um she used to get a bottle of Kiora in for when we come around but she'd like you, you wouldn't you won't be able to have loads she'd be like just put a little bit in even though you know it's been there for like six months ago when we yeah. came last and no, last. My, my granddad's not drinking he only drank cranberry juice for some weird reason so yeah then you'd be like she's like no more now no more so you have like this really weak diluted kiora but you were like yeah kiora i'm well fancy <laughs> um another one a lot of people mentioned either sarah lee i never had a sarah lee gal but i did or i used to what? go in iceland and i think they are posh uh my mum would never buy one probably because she'd be like well just make a cake i'm like a victoria sandwich is not like a sarah lee black forest ghetto mum um but vianetta everyone said a vianetta was posh and vianetta to me always because there was there's this weird thing as well where i found when i've spoken to a lot of my middle class friends in adulthood a lot of them didn't go to like mcdonald's or kfc as kids and I didn't go a lot. It was like a treat meal, but they st- they were like, oh, I wasn't until I was 20. But when I used to go hang out with my dad at the weekend, he'd either take us to KFC or McTuckies. The McTuckies was like, or he'd go to the uh, McDonald's drive-thru because we didn't have a car, but he had a car. So again, that was fancy because you're like driving to get your dinner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, so like McTuckies is like a, 
I think it was Northern own brand KFC chain, but yeah, it was at the height of like the KFC family bucket when you got a free Viennetta. See, I've never liked Viennetta because I'm not massive on chocolate ice cream, but my sister loved it. So I'd always be like, I can't believe we're getting a Viennetta and I don't like it. I'd rather have an Arctic roll. But then my sister would be buzzing because she'd get to eat like, oh, Viennetta to herself after you've had a KFC family bucket. Yeah, and they were big. It was like a bloody full box yeah. Viennetta, wasn't it? I think it looked posh because, you know, like, because it had those, like, waves and then when you cut the top, like, the top chocolate bit crackled. Do you know what was a posh pudding? It's got a fancy name as well. What was it called? Um, Is it Gino Ginelli? Do you remember those ice creams? Oh, yeah. Gummy bits in. Gino Ginelli. Ice cream. And I, I never got any of that. And I wanted that. I wanted that bad. I, like, really wanted that. Same with like a soda stream. My sister wanted a soda stream so much, but they were, they were expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, that I remember someone at school got a soda stream, and I was like, "She's a secret posho. She's got a soda stream." A secret posho. Oh my god. But yeah, I think another thing in terms of puddings that everyone was talking about, which I was talking about just the other week. You know, when the ice cream van had come round, and you'd be like, "Mom, mom." The ice cream van's it, and she'd just say, what do you want that for? You've got chalk ices in the freezer. <laughs> like, I feel like any time anyone <laughs> ever said that to them, you'd be like, one day I'm going to put that freezer at your head. Like, first of all, I don't like chalk ices, because, again, chocolate and ice cream, not bothered. Second of all, I don't want you... I was going to say, I think, like, farm farmhouse, I think that was before Smart Price, Asteroid, Smart Price, no frills, you know, one pound for 50 fucking chalk ices. Yeah, they'd always be in a massive box. They'd up to the back of the freezer because they've been there that long. <laughs> Do you know why there's chalk ices in the freezer? Because nobody wants a chalk ice. And they'd so be like moment, proper oh, small as well, like a little... They weren't even like... If you got if you wanted a chalk ice, right, and you went to like the cinema or you went to the ice cream man and got a chalk ice, they'd be big. But them shit ones, they, were, they didn't even taste like chocolate and then they'd be like a small cube. Because <laughs> You're hearing that, isn't it? Like that, that music out the van, and then you get told that you can have a chalk ice out the freezer, and you're like, "Why do you hate me?" Worst. <laughs> Mom, just get me an ice cream from the van. Don't want a chalk ice. Everyone yeah. else has got one. So I wonder if kids today still get told there's a chalk ice in the freezer. It depends if they still do them fifty packs. <laughs> I bet they still do. 50p. Like, block ice cream, you know, in the cardboard. And then you'd get, like, some Askey's wafers and make your own. Never do that. <laughs> it's like, it's ice cream, but it comes in a block, but it's card in cardboard. Yeah, I know what you mean, and there. It's not Cartdora now, you know, it's just literally, like, own brand. But, yeah. Other, other f- one of my favourite snack food, because we love snacks in our house. So, you know, if, if crisps, you know, we'd be like, we've got no bread. We've got no milk. And we're like, and we've got no crisps. And we're like, oh my God, we're so poor. Uh, my mum and my sister used to get no frills. Quick save, shout out to Quick Save, the ultimate in working class supermarkets, I think. Um, quick save, no frills, crisps. And my sister used to pour like the Sarsons vinegar on Because oh. <laughs> she loved vinegar. And then it'd be swimming around the bottom of the packet. And, oh, and yeah, you know, to, you know, don't just want ready salt. You want to mix it up a little bit. So, yeah. So I soggy. I vinegar to your crisps. Pure soggy. 
Condiments did feature heavily in uh, a lot of people's wonderful meals. Oh, for sure, because they're in the cupboard and they're not going to... Well, they can go out of date, but in your head, they sort of don't go out of date. <laughs> you, don't, you don't ever check on the back of your sauce. <laughs> Just live in freezer or cupboard... Freezer? Fridge or cupboard for 100 years. But, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? You just, like, dash it out, like... For years, yeah, I existed on pasta and salad cream just because that was it. Just that them two together. I Always. don't know. like condiments, do I? So I feel like I probably did myself a huge disservice when we were really poor. Like, I don't <laughs> like any... Con- like, I love jams, love a preserve, but a condiment, oh, no, not for me. So, I've, you know, I've had a lot of dry, dry-ass food in my time. Mate, so this is a, a great segue into what my brother invented i don't think he ever gave it a, a name like i created a food uh, and I'll, I'll tell you the name and what that consists of after this but do you know like when your parents do shift work or um you don't see them all that much because like my parents had like multiple jobs and they were they weren't they were sort of at the same time or they do like a handoff and then the other person would go there's a lot of times where me and my brother just learned to make food ourselves and I say learn to make food, just like completely improvise like it was a science experiment. And um, his thing that he made was, and this is absolutely grim, so hold on to your horses with this one. <laughs> so he used to do pasta tubes, he called them. Yeah. So basically penne. Um, because he didn't like the taste of twists. <laughs> Um, right. Both my mum and my sister would agree there with him, but the opposite way round. The fucking say, taste even, of twists. <laughs> even even to this day, they're like, no, no, okay. So he'd boil the pasta, yeah, and then he'd put in an oxo cube. Yeah, I'm into it so far. Yeah, love an oxo. Yeah, and then he'd put a scoop of gravy granules in. Yeah, I used to eat dry gravy granules into it. Yeah, and then he'd basically boil it until the water was like thick right so it was like bit of, bit of tech bit of, yeah you know like he's making like what do they call it like a roux or a jus i don't know which one it is one of them <laughs> so yeah it's like a like a paste <laughs> boil it down till it's like brown paste starchy with pasta. gravy with um, yeah pasta, yeah and then it <laughs> it put that in a bowl and then he'd do do you know one of them packet rices egg fried rice yeah so not like boiled rice, but like a packet of egg fried rice. Getting his carbs in, yeah. Yeah, alongside his, you know, pasta Bloody tubes. <laughs> and then he would mix it all together. So it was basically like a brown blob of pasta and rice and in like this brown paste. Like zero nutritional value. <laughs> I mean, I did just tell you that my favourite poor meal was rice, gravy and sweet corn. <laughs> I feel like me and your brother... We'd get on. At least you had one of your five a day in there. Well, did you not have freeze-dried peas in his egg-fried rice, packet rice? Sometimes they come no. in little peas, don't they? No, it was just like straight up, just <laughs> beige. Um, so, yeah, he, he had... <laughs> my brother had, like... He was anemic all the time. He was, like, constantly <laughs> white and yellow. But anyway... <laughs> looked like he never went outside. Um, but, yeah, so we ate that. And then my oh, main thing see, was... Go on, let's get your sandwich. My secret sandwich, your secret sandwich. And it'd be, like, this mysterious thing. I'd be like, yeah, secret sandwich. And people would be like, have I, mate, have you had one? Did I ever make you one? No. Have you seen one? Yeah. I think I've seen a picture. 
thought you might have. So I'll be like, yes, yeah, a secret sandwich. People are like, ooh, what's the secret sandwich? Oh, well, you'll never know because it's a secret. And then <laughs> I'm going to reveal what the secret is today. Oh, um, it, it, oh careful. This is like a, a family recipe, a family of you, your recipe. You know, <laughs> it, it could get bastardised by Jamie Oliver. Mate, honestly, right. Same. Whenever I, whenever someone like, you know, when I can't get bloody words out. Whenever I live with people and I tell them about the secret sandwich, they're like, oh, yeah. Or people would anticipate it. Do you know, like when I lived in student house and people are moving like, oh, mate, when you move in, Emma will make you a secret sandwich. But, oh, bloody hell, get a secret sandwich. Like a big deal. And then whenever they'd have it, they'd be like, what? When I actually told them what it was. But the taste, it was a taste sensation, so they were fine with it. But anyway, <laughs> so it was white bread, obviously. Standard. Butter. Potato waffle. Yeah. Sprinkling of salt. <laughs> You've got to get your salt. You've got to season it, yeah. Bit of vinegar. Grated... Lost it now. No, stay with me. Grated orange cheese. Tomato sauce. Repeat the process again. Potato waffle. Sprinkling of vinegar. <laughs> salt. <laughs> um, your grated cheese. Your red sauce. You've got to have two because... It's all about the texture and the, the thickness of it. And then you put your next layer on of bread. And then you, you've got to cut it into halves. You can't be having none of these triangles. Triangles were posh. You're having it in rectangles. And then you like, squ- like, and then you like press it and squash it down. So it all like oozes out. And that's the secret sandwich. That's beautiful. I've got hearts for eyes right now. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, one. like I said... I've got a fear of condiments otherwise. I mean, I feel like I could have it without the vinegar and the red sauce and I'd still enjoy it. Listen, when you finally get to come round to this house, because obviously I moved right before bloody quarantine, like when you come round, we're going to get a Sarah Lee Gatto and I'm going to make you... <laughs> I don't even know where you can get them from nowadays. Probably, Probably Iceland, like, let's yeah, be honest. Farm Foods Iceland, that type of place, isn't it? We'll get one and I'll do you a secret sandwich and it'll blow your bloody mind. I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of people that made a lot of sandwich. I feel like putting things in bread were a lot of people's poor meals. Definitely. Yeah, and it's mad because like bread was one of those things that, like, round our house. I think I told this story before, but if people come round to my house, mum would be like, "Don't you be giving them any of my bread." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You could, you could make toast for your mates or like make a sandwich for your mates. All right. No, bread. But then every, you always had bread in. It were like the rules. Everybody had bread. I think we were saying before as well, like, because like now I do eat, I eat a seeded batch now. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I still, even when I'm buying it, I still feel like I go up to the shelf and I'm like, I'm a bit posh. But like brown bread or seeded bread, it's posh in it. It's posh. Yeah. And I you didn't know, even try it till I were about 25. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, yeah, oh. But I think as well, um, when someone says they're going to make a cheese toasty and then they get out the brown bread and I'm like, no. I'm sorry, but there's just some things that need to be made with white bread. And that is a, <laughs> like you, Breville, I feel like you put a, a brown bread in a Breville, it bounces back off, repels it. <laughs> <laughs> you need a toasty loaf. You need a thick white bread. Them's the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. They are just the rules. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know what you mean with like... Do you know when you go to some places and, and there's a toasty on the menu and like, yeah, yeah, toasty. 
and you're just like, please, please, please don't put seeds in it. Don't have that seed bread. Oh. I, don't want to, I don't want no sourdough toasty. No. Know your audience. I feel like it's a, a toasted sandwich, which is like whatever bread with some fancy filling, crisped. And then there's a toasty. You know what I mean? There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bloody panini, pal. It's a white no. bread. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the year 2003. Put your panini press away. That's what this is. <laughs> Gathering dust in your bloody cupboard. Leave it Bring there. back the Breville. <laughs> Some people were saying that um, having a Breville was quite posh as well. Like, you know, like I said, Soda Stream was posh. But Soda Stream was posh because you had to buy the Soda Stream. Then you had to buy the special flavours to go in it, which Me. were well expensive. It was like a long-term lifestyle as well. Whereas yeah. you could just get a Breville out of the catalogue. Yeah. And then stick it in your cupboard and use it once a year because it was a pain to clean. <laughs> get it out. You're like, oh, my mum's going to kill me. I didn't clean it properly eight months ago now there's crusted cheese in it it's the hardest i've got one and i have it on the side because i use it that much literally on the side it's got special side privilege and um, so you need this yeah if you don't put it on the side then you're not going to use it are you no it's effort and you know it's the hardest thing in the world to clean it does my head in but yeah it's worth it it's the price you pay for such delicious (laughs) food stuff such a benefit to your life um, I might I might um, mention my 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 favorite and least favorite tinned goods. Yes, let's hear it. So my least favorite tinned goods, right? So I did put a picture up of corned beef because I feel like somebody the other day, somebody I know, put um, a picture up of you know when you got I think spam corned beef, some other they come in those weird rectangular tins with rounded corners, which are very aesthetically pleasing. With Do you the know keys. what I mean? Yeah, and you put up a picture being like, if you know what this key is, then you are working class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like that thing where you put, yeah, so corned beef came in that, and I feel like that's where me and corned beef ended. I hate corned beef. Like, I just, you know, in your butties. So it's weird, because I like mushy things, but I've realised now that I didn't like paste in my butties, because it was too soggy. And I didn't like corned beef in my butties because it was too soggy. Maybe because I like a crisp butty, so maybe that's why. But yeah, and like I remember you'd be like, Mum, what would you She'd be like, corned beef ash. And I'd literally nearly start crying. I'm like, I hate it. Same <laughs> as when she used to say, liver and onions. I'm like, why are you making me eat liver? It tastes so wrong. Um, but yeah, so corned beef is a no for me. Um, like, yeah, just no. It, I don't know. I don't know why I hated it so much. Um Another thing I hated in a tin, new, you mentioned like veggies, new potatoes in a tin. Um, so I, I said I was a bit fussy when I was a kid. My mum used to be like, you're not leaving the table, even though I said, no, I'm having me dinner at the table as a kid. until So you get forced to sit at the table until I ate my dinner. So oh, like yeah. a punishment. And I remember one time where I was at the table uh, and my sister had finished her dinner and she was watching Inspector Gadget, the cartoon. And um, we ever had like little baby new potatoes in a tin minging so like they come in water but it's slimy mate it's when anything says like in brine yeah and you're no. like oh, no brine no only things that can come in brine are hot dogs in a tin anything else is a no so yeah <laughs> and then i just i'd like to this day uh you know i didn't remember i was like i was trying to put them in but i just did not like them um and I never, whenever I see the Inspector Gadget cartoon now, 
I'm just instantly hear that noise and set you back. Transported back to that horrible tin of new potatoes. I'm just like, <laughs> no, no. Um, on the flip side, um, somebody did mention bacon grill. Somebody did say, I think it's just a brand of spam. It's not. To me, it's it's spam's classier cousin. Um, there's only certain shops that sold bacon grill. Again, it came in, I don't know what it was, but it came in those rectangular rounded corner tins. Have you ever had bacon grill? No. I've never even heard it's of it until people started posting. Yeah, so it, it looks like spam, but I think it meant it tastes like so it looks like spam, but tastes like this. So you, you'd get it out of the tin, you do slice it. It's probably like, I'd say half a centimetre thick is your optimum. Because sometimes you do it too thin, it go too crispy. And you just fry it in some oil and have it like a bacon butty. Um, but we used to have bacon grill a lot with like new potatoes. Not out of a tin. I, think my mom, I don't know what that phase was. Um, and then, yeah, with um, some peas or something. But yeah, I love bacon grill. Um, and cod's row. So... I always thought I was well posh, but secretly posh because roe is just fish eggs, right? And what's caviar? Fish eggs. What? So they're like, you know, people on the telly, like proper fancy people, are like, we're having caviar or on stuff like that. So you'd be like, yeah, it's fish egg. And we used to get this thing called cod's roe, and like, I can understand why people hate it. It's literally the world's weirdest texture. I think that came in a round tin, and again, you sliced it. And it was quite grainy and bitty. I mean, Mate, I feel like I'm going like... to vomit. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> it had like this kind of smoky fish taste and we'd fry it. And then I remember when I said to her one day, like, what is this? Well, what is Condro? And she explained what like it was. And she went, pretty much like caviar. And I was like, look at all these posh people thinking of summer because they're having caviar in their fancy ball gowns. <laughs> and I'm literally eating it home. I'm, I'm having the last laugh. So yeah, that was one of my, one of my favourite tin goods. And I, I also wanted to shout out and apologise to all the um, elders of the community. So, you know, when it was Harvest Festival and mm. you were like, Mum, it's Harvest Festival. I need to take some in for, for, the, for the baskets. And she'd reach in the cupboard and there'd be like a tin of broad beans or some other or something that's even grosser that it's literally been in the cupboard for like, what, 10 years. And you'd pull it out, and I just, oh, and as an adult, I feel about think about all these old people that you took all the baskets to. Yeah, and they're it. like, "Where's your harvest basket?" We're really, you, know, you should be really grateful that we, the school have done this tinned run, and we're we're giving you all this beautiful food, and they've probably just got like fucking twenty five tins of shit that nobody wants to eat. Like, yeah, thanks. All out of date. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I apologise to the elders of the community back in the day when you got everyone's shit tins at harvest festival time. Oh, I shudder to think. Right, so seeing as though this was the most popular, like most highly engaging topic, we have had an absolute shit ton of people send us their favourite things, as in a fucking shit ton. Like, we've both all day and last night just can't even believe how many new followers we've got and how many people are sharing the story. But, um... So we're going to read out a couple of our faves. Well, a few of our faves as much as we can because the list is now insanely massive. But um, yeah, so the the one that I wanted to mention is several people have mentioned sugar butties. And it's one of those things where, like, do you know, in your family, if anybody's had a sugar butty, it's like a thing. Like they're talked about as if they're like the absolute greatest thing of all time. Like... My dad is 65, right? 
and he has got not a load of teeth left. And the teeth that he has got left are basically black, right? And he says that the reason he has black teeth is entirely because of Sugar Buddies. But he still tells the story, like, oh, we used to go out playing, because he were a pub kid, right? So he'd be like, out playing, and he'd run back in, have a sugar butty, run back out. And he was like, oh, best days. Yeah, best days, buzzing, absolutely buzzing. But now he's got black teeth. So there you go. (laughs) There's the lesson there. But plenty of people talking about sugar butties, especially um, he grew up in Merseyside, and there's a lot of people in like Lancashire and Merseyside sharing that story. Yeah, I think someone said my Irish nan, so I wonder if it's like... Ah, Irish, like a, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never had a sugar butty, but I have had 17 fillings in my lifetime. And when I was a fussy <laughs> kid, I knew to take my pack lunch to go, and mum was like, what do you want? You know, when, I, when I'd gone off Billy Bear, and I'd just have golden syrup. Oh, mate. And I wonder why all my teeth were like falling out and shit. But yeah, I, I'd loved it. I loved a golden syrup butty. That's what I'd take to school. I mean, I feel like now people be ringing up my mum saying this is neglect or some shit. I don't know. Mate, um, but um, yeah. I've just checked and on the post itself, so we did a story and asked for submissions, but the comments, there's now 247 comments. <laughs> I know, I just <laughs> I can't even find... I'm trying to try and remember the ones that I love. So there was one that someone said... Because um, I was obviously mentioned, like, did you have a pop, pop man? So, like, that's when, if nobody knows, that's when someone would drive around the streets and open up the back doors and they'd sell you some pop out of the van. Simple as that. Um, and someone said that they went to the corner shop and they'd buy, like, pop by the cup. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, wash it and get it back. <laughs> and then, yeah, then, yeah. And then he'd be like, thanks, see you later. Because <laughs> I remember, it's nowhere near as good, but when I was in high school, I used to buy a, a, a cup of hot Vimto 50p. Oh, my dreams. Like you couldn't do that now, could you? On my way, on my walk to her. But yeah, going to the shop and getting a cup of pop and then washing it back. <laughs> Someone mentioned Garfield lasagna, which I was obsessed with Garfield as a child. I had some Garfield slippers. So I'm very upset that I never knew that existed. It's and, another reason yeah. you needed to be in Donny, because that's Sarah, That she's from Donny. That was from the freezer shop. <sighs> I don't, yeah, missed out on that, gutted. Um, <laughs> um, there's a lot of people talking about the... the uh, R.I.P. Findus fresh French bread pizza because you don't like when we were younger. They weren't pizza, were they? They were either them yeah. like the French bread pizza, which was like the icon, and then them bags and loads of ten, people ten in a bag. Them. Yeah, we well, got the bag of them frozen. So oh, you get dream. a bag of pizza and a bag of mousses. Yes. Um, dipping weird but... stuff like dipping toast in your brew. That's got a lot of likes. Yeah, there was someone who like didn't have a toaster, so they'd stick like some bread on the end of a stick and like put it in front of the fire <laughs> That's to toast that, that which I love that one. Um, <laughs> lot of ball in the bag fish, people were going mad for yeah. that. Um, Findus crispy pancakes, absolutely loads of that. I remember eating that so much though. Do you know like when you you physically feel sick and you're like forcing <laughs> it down because you're like I can't eat it anymore. I ate it. <laughs> Um, there was lots of mentions for Quick Save. Like I said, Quick Save, we love it. My favourite part of Quick Save was the, I think I mentioned it before, when they had the fridge bit and they had them like plastic strips of curtain and you'd go through. I love oh, that. Yeah. That, that just made me feel like I was in somewhere fancy. Like a bloody theme park, that is. Um, I'm trying, there was, so, oh, there's, some, there's loads of beans. Everybody's be- that, talking about beans. Beans and, con- well, beans are cheap, aren't they? Yeah. Beans and condiments. And I guess, you know, beans are, Full of fibre and other such great things. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, people, because I also said, like, did you get your joints of meat? Cheese as well. Now, I know they started tagging some cheese in my Asda from, the, from your, your, your dad's mate in the pub. So that's when people would shoplift from the supermarket, then sell it on in the pub. Um <laughs> Yeah, and it would never it were never discussed like that. It was always like, oh yeah, manic manic pub, like it was a total normal thing. All that working men's club on a Sunday, totally normal thing to have a bloke just selling, you know, not not from a freezer bag even most of the time. Just <laughs> like room temperature, like he's just nicked it. <laughs> I love realizing this stuff when you're an adult. But honestly, Viennetta, I'm just going to see how much a Viennetta costs these days, just to see if it's if it is still the height of sophistication. Or if it no longer is. I bet it in. Do you I know what's just a um, heron now? Weirdly enough, right? Last time I looked for Arctic Roll, like I look at some stuff and it. It was very expensive for an Arctic Roll, and I was like, um, "Are they trying to get like nostalgia points here?" But I was <laughs> like, "No one's paying that for a bit of vanilla ice cream wrapped in a Swiss roll. Not a chance. Not a chance." While you're googling that, I'll keep going. So loads of people talking about flat lemonade. So you're only allowed like a little bit, but if you try and make your bloody lemonade last, it's just flat as fuck in it after like the two opens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, <laughs> someone just posted, which I was going to mention earlier. So BritVit55, which was like, I think you can only buy them at pubs, can't you? Like a mixer drink. Yeah. But that, but I used to make my own and this other person did where you'd get an orange juice and a lemonade and my mum would be like, oh, we've got a BritVit55. <laughs> Well, a posh, but 50, you know, making fizzy, fizzy vinto, making your own fizzy drinks. Who needs a soda stream when I've got some cheap flat lemonade and a cordial? Nobody, nobody needs a soda stream. Another one is loads and loads of Billy Bear. And um, in particular, there was two, two stories that I really liked on this one. So somebody's written, did anyone else sneak Billy Bear meat from the fridge when your parents weren't looking or as treats? <laughs> Ours were hidden in my mum's bedroom because we couldn't be trusted not to eat them all at once. Sussed her out, then ate them in secret and hid the wrappers in our bedroom. I fucking love that one. And then there's a reply. I once stole some out-of-date Bernard Matthews turkey ham out the cat's bowl as a <laughs> teenager. <laughs> oh, dear. But Viennetta is actually less than £2, so that's still a bargain meal. I thought it would be. Where do you even get it from? Is it just at Heron? Just No, I think it is. I have seen it because I think they've still got the mint one. It's in all, all major supermarkets. It's readily available. Shocking behaviour. I thought it was uh, like relegated like a Frey Bentos. It's like a specialist uh, category of food. Yeah, there was lots of mentions of dripping. So your, your cousin will be happy with his dripping butties. <laughs> Oh, mate. Yeah, quick quick one for everybody listening who hasn't heard my story. Um, he had one of his kids christened and there was like a full-on... Do you know, like, I'm from an Irish family, right? So you can imagine, full-on Catholic christening. Takes about 45 years and uh, there's like a million... I've got a million cousins. And um, so you're all there for the spread. Everyone's geared up, ready for the spread. And they bring out like four giant plates and you're like, Ooh, what's going off here? The whole thing was white bread and dripping. Like nothing else, not even like some Ula Roops or anything. Just dripping sandwiches. Decent. Cheers, guys. Just dripping sandwiches. Absolutely Honestly, yeah, butties, butties are the way forward. Um, Loads oh. of super noodles, especially putting super noodles in bread, which is the yeah. way God intended it to be eaten. Because I feel like that you're, you're a big fan of that, aren't you? And oh, I'm mate. like, oh, yeah. Do you know... I took a picture and I put it on Twitter um, 
before that amazing account working class dinners exists on instagram i wish i'd set that account up um i put a picture on twitter once and i thought i was gonna go fucking viral it was just white bread with you've got to have butter as well you can't just have dry bread and you put no. your chicken super noodles on it Oof, beaut but yeah sandwiches condiments beans frozen desserts were very fancy oh yeah like, you know, we've had a mention, many mentions for Sarah Lee and a Vianetta. They were like New Year's Eve for me. Like, we go to my uncles at New Year's Eve every year and the Sarah Lee would be there defrosting on the side and you'd be like, ooh, I can't wait till you're defrosted. I mean, I'm dead fancy now. I get a dime dime cake. Do you That's now? That's the freezer, yeah. You know, because you don't can't just get it at Ikea, you can get it everywhere now and you leave that to defrost. So, like, that's back in the days of a, <laughs> of a Sarah Lee. <laughs> Oh, God, I used to look forward to it. Like, fuck, I don't give a shit about a new year. I just want to go up there and eat that. (laughs) Um, Can't can't wait till I get that fancy food in me. Lots of cheese slices happening. And also, someone mentioned, and it reminds me as well of of New Year and stuff, is baking a potato, covering it in foil, sticking some cocktail sausages on the end of some sticks and some blocks of cheese, and that's your spread. Yeah, but surely you still do that, don't you? I feel like it adds a bit of Mate, pizzazz. it's very working class, though. <laughs> it's like really pizzazz, you know, it's adding it, making it fancy. Do you know, do you remember when I had my 30th birthday and like all my aunties and uncles came? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, and they absolutely med them. I didn't ask them to, they just med it because to them that's like, yeah. It's what you bring to the party. It's a, spread. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking spread, isn't it? Oh, dear. Uh, when I had to bounce the castle. Oh, that was good. Fun times. Fun times. Loads yeah. of uh, loads of people who are vegan now craving some cheesy pasta from from the olden days. Um, potato waffles, obviously. You know, potato waffles is like the, it... the, as as the saying goes, they're waffly versatile. <laughs> That's Indeed. Their tagline. Just saying. Do you know? I think you know when we've talked before about. Um, transcending your class I feel like when you stop buying just by default on your big shop you know you have always the things that you always get on your shop yeah the minute you stop buying either potato waffles or smileys you've transcended your class <laughs> <laughs> if you've not got a frozen potato product is that so people say like you've had a degree you've got this fantastic career you've even bought your own home no the minute you don't buy a p- frozen potato product you that's, that's it. it class traitor <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You're done. You're absolutely done for. Don't you come home <laughs> thinking you're here. better than me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a few people mentioned the chip pan. I feel oh, like the chip pan. my mum is, was, isn't renowned for leaving rings on and burning stuff. So I feel like once she'd seen that video at school of like a chip pan setting a house on fire, you didn't want to have you get your mum to make chips. Even though like chips made in the chip pan were so tasty. It's like, am I going to die though? Am I going to die at this moment? Yeah, well, I think, you know, that that sort of shit, like, it was that up, them, up there with them videos where, like, you don't climb a pylon or play on the railway. <laughs> like, you just don't have a chip pan. It's too risky. But do you know, um, like, on both sides of my family, it's pub families. And um, on a Saturday, we'd go round to my uncle's pub because he had, he had Sky Telly as well, right, because obviously they all did. And we watched Wrestling and The Simpsons. And we had proper chips, like proper chip pan chips with gravy on. Oh, it was the best. <laughs> Just the smell of them cooking as well. Oh, yeah. smell of a chip pan. And like, it would never come out your clothes. And um, 
I remember like one of my first proper boyfriends, he lived with his grandma and granddad, and I swear all they did is just cook stuff in a chip pan or like just deep fry everything and it was just that constant do you like the air was just thick and almost smoky with like that smell like you could just taste it when you walked in the door it's unreal oh chip pan chips beaut a lot of turkey twizzlers honestly frozen foods it's the way to go and the fact that you know your mate tried to ban them didn't he turkey twizzlers well that's the thing isn't it i feel like I, I was enjoying our thread so much that it felt like a celebration. Like people were laughing and looking back and being nostalgic and being like, oh, I still make that meal to this day or anything like that. And it's that whole thing of, you know, it, it was kind of said as in, you know, my, my mate, Jamie Oliver, in case you don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was like, oh, you're not looking after your kids. You're not doing this. You, you're spending your money on a big telly, but not cooking on proper meals. But, you know, there's so many layers to that, like, people might not know how to cook. And I'll, I'll always, when people are like, fresh doesn't always, it's not expensive. It's like, yeah, but it goes off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to... And it does take ages, and it does cost more, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, so <laughs> shut up. And I'm going to come around your freezer, Jamie Oliver, and if you've not got a frozen potato product, then you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going to smash your telly in as well, your posh gun. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to break your windows. I'm going to throw frozen waffles at your telly. <laughs> that have been stuck to back at freezer. Here's a chalk ice. Have it. <laughs> Smash your windows with loads of shit chalk ices. Um, <laughs> another one is, and this is a, this is sort of across a few different people, but this particular one says, my mum once bought real Ribena. And then when it was finished, she kept topping it up with Jack Fulton's own brand, Black Current, to trick us into thinking it was really Ribena. Mate, how many times did people, like, <laughs> just try and trick you? Like, they'd get, like, round ours, it was Heinz ketchup or stuff <laughs> like that. In a bottle. You're like, this is watery. <laughs> this isn't Heinz. Exactly. You, you just knew straight away, but always Yeah, weirdly, the other day, my mum came on with some Ribena. I was like... You know, we could t- totally afford Ribena now, but I went, why are you buying Ribena? She went, why do you not like it? I was like, I mean, it's not as good as Vimto, but also I'm like, it's very expensive and it's very thick and you don't get much use out of it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, sure. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I wasted your money there, Mum, buying that Ribena. Wasted your money. Oh my God, there is so much stuff. I love like all these stories about people just creating random things. Volcano surprise. Yeah, I liked that one. There was one, <laughs> someone was like, banana surprise and I was like oh yes they had bananas and custard like me for a pudding because like, I used to love that I'd just be like microwave my custard put banana in lovely pudding but their surprise is they didn't have any bananas didn't have any bananas in just custard banana <laughs> <laughs> oh. surprise the surprise is there's no bananas and then another one broken biscuits mate you weren't working class if you didn't have broken biscuits <laughs> a big bag of broken biscuits I think that's another one isn't it and like Usually, if you didn't buy it as broken biscuits from the supermarket, it was because somebody on your street or your mum's mate or whatever, somebody worked in factory and they were always giving it away. Like we had, um, in the first house I lived in, the woman next door worked on worked for Einzels and there was a big Einzels factory in Donny. And that's cakes, if people don't know it. Um, so she worked in the cake factory and she'd bring home just, oh my God, such good shit from Einzels. It's like wherever there's big industry, you always come home with stuff, didn't you, and try like distribute it around the state. The other, a lot of people talking as well about cutlery, 
using it in the wrong hands or like thinking about Jack in Titanic, bless him, rip. Work from the outside in, is that what it is? (laughs) That's what everyone says, isn't it? But even then, (laughs) what I don't get is like, that's cool and it's catchy and I always remember it. But like, there's more to it, isn't there? There's like, but you're, you're supposed to do it for like each time that there's a serving or something. Yeah, but I'm like, I've just licked it. Like, you know, I've done your granddad. I'm like, I've licked it now. Don't don't waste. <laughs> you don't have to wash that one. I'll just use this again. It's you're fine. Not, when you go Surely. like, oh, I'll keep my fork. And they look at you like. Yeah, they're like. No, mate. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's okay. not how it works, pal. But then is that a thing as well, isn't it? Where like, if you're going to have, if you're going to have wine or not, and they like take stuff away. Like, if you're not going to have a oh, steak yeah. or whatever, you're not going to have that knife. And you're like, but. Yeah. Don't take get it. Wine away. You're like, no, no for me in the movie. Yeah, like, all right. Maybe that's what I drink out of that vessel. How do you know? Might have what me tap water in there. I've licked all that vessel. I'll keep it. <laughs> Should we leave it there? We've read loads there. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. We need to read Jack's one because Jack's one's incredible. That raw onion. So we'll save the best till last. Apologies if we didn't get to read yours out, but honestly, we've sat and loved it. every single one. Um, and so has everybody else, to be fair. So everything's got like multiple likes, but... We wanted to save this one to last because it's just so grim. Um, so this one is, I once knew a kid who was sent to school with a raw onion and a sachet of ketchup for his lunch. Grim times in Gateshead. <laughs> I was absolutely creasing when I read that. That's so good. Poor kid, where oh. is he now? Um, before we go, I'm just going to say, like, you know, I've had, I've had some good lols. Um, you know, there's times when I couldn't afford food. So if you're doing your, your big shop or any shop next time, you know, think about all the food banks because they didn't exist when I was a kid. Yeah, it's and true. Maybe if they maybe if they had, we wouldn't have had all these wonderful meals that everyone's been concocting. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have had these amazing threads of weird meals everyone's made. Uh, but yeah, you know, they're really struggling at the minute. So definitely take take your food. Buy, buy an extra tin of beans and you know don't always buy own brand because maybe they don't want own brand you know don't buy just the cheapest if you can afford it buy, buy a fancy brand for them yeah because people deserve the good shit and that's yeah. you know we we all know that and we need to remember that and the other thing as well is the trussell trust um not everybody's fully behind them and their ways i'll let you all google that but also bear in mind that there's lots of different services and charities in each area that aren't just the Trussell, the Trussell Trust who do the official food bank stuff. So often, you know, it's like when people run a marathon and it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just give it to, like, Cancer Research UK. You the know, main one, yeah. Loads and loads of different places. And especially um, what what we all need to remember all the time, you know, like our, our favourite uncle, Akala, says, working-class people are not in the majority white even though everybody seems to think it, and often it's got that pesky white lens that we've talked about, you know, a lot of people from all walks of life are using those food banks, and it's disproportionately, um, especially people who are migrants um, and new to the country, and those places are the ones that don't get those donations through things like the Trussell Trust. So it's definitely worth Googling in your areas and your, you know, your local places to try and find out where they are because they often you know they're not getting those subsidizing of the national kind of collections should we finish it there yeah i might go uh, i'm gonna go and dream about a fancy pudding from the freezer do you know what them do you remember them well i say do you remember they're still very much a thing 
Um, they're like tins of ha- I think they are they Heinz. They they do like a treacle sponge in a tin. Oh yeah, I think they are. I, I think feel it's like Heinz. I can see the same logo. You know that funny shape that yeah. they are. Yeah, I think it is Heinz, like a sponge, sponge pod, like a treacle sponge. Yeah, sponge. and you have to like ta- you have to like take the the lid off on one side and like and then smack boil it in. in its- yeah. Then, oh yeah. yeah, you can boil it or you can like try and tap it. Except it's like a, a dramatic thump to get it into the the bowl for the microwave. But yeah, oh, what I'd give for that wee bit of custard on. You need to get yourself one for your birthday. Oh, I should treat me then, should I? Who yeah. <laughs> needs just eat when I can spend like thirty six p at the shop? <laughs> right, lass, that were a good that were a good episode. That we'll have to think of something proper good for next one now. I feel like people are gonna love that one as well. I think we've peaked, I'm not going to lie. I think we have peaked. It's too late for me to have a bath now as well and I want to go and watch my UFO programme. So, um, yeah, that's it from us. We'll see you uh, next time when hopefully we haven't just peaked and you all just stop listening to us after this. (laughs) Yeah, I'll see you later. See ya. Bye.